G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Jason Stevens here and welcome to the Spirit of Sports. So glad you can join us because you're in for a treat. And thanks so much for your feedback on Twitter, Instagram. Appreciate the comments, even the heckles. I love them. And, but hey, I've told my mum to just dumb it down a little because she's going a little too hard on the older heckles. But mum, love you. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you don't uh, get a chance to listen, download the SCN. 1170 app and scroll to catch up. You can hear all my interviews. We've had some great ones with Steve Ward, Brad Mackay and Tim Manor and uh, yeah, got some great guests ahead as well. But my guest this week, boy am I excited, he won four rugby league titles with the Brisbane Broncos. That's right, four. I would have loved to have won one, okay? He won a World Cup championship with, and also two State of Origin series before moving to Rugby Union. His record there, I've got to say, was equally as impressive, if not more. 2011 World Cup winner, Bledisloe Cup, 2003, 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011. Tri-Nations titles from 2003, 2008, 2010. I'm just getting tired reading it, honestly. Grand, Grand Slam in 2008 and 2010 and also 2012 Heineken Cup winner, far out. And you, you think to yourself, how did this guy fit it all in? Well, he retired at 41 that's probably one of the reasons, which is which is amazing. Actually, I'm not even sure he is retired. I think he could still put on the boots. He looks amazing. But he is the current Queensland Reds coach. And, uh, boy, did they have a great year. Almost got the money at the end. Brad Thorne, welcome to the Spirit of Sport. Gee, thanks for having me, Jase. Uh, appreciate it. Oh, mate, so good to have you. And, uh, mate, before we get into everything, because, look, we've known each other for a long time. And you, you're an honest man. I've got to say, you're an honest man. You're a straight shooter. New South Wales were robbed. I don't. Want to... <laughs> okay. Explain, explain uh, to me. You were at the game. Yeah, I was at the game. I was enjoying the game with all the other Queenslanders in the crowd. Of course, you were. You were with Petro, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Yeah, we're now, pretty happy. Now, of course, you're happy. But explain to me how Josh Haddocard does not score that try. Why was that not a penalty? Just explain it to me. Run it down from a no, got... point of view. Mate, just get just get on with it. Just get on with it, mate. Respect the decisions, okay? I know you didn't always do that in your playing days. I, I never did it. I never did. It. <laughs> All right, mate. Let's, let's just let's just say you know, you know, there was talk at the start of the series. This is one of the worst ever Queensland teams. I don't know. And, I don't know um, who said that. I don't know who said that. I don't know. Why mate, we, we've, we've held on to that in Queensland. We we love that. We took that. Um, but those guys, those guys that, um, you know, Queensland proud and mate, uh, New South Wales. Uh, credit to them, Brad Fella. They actually fought right to the end, and you know, mate, it was right mate. on the. It was right. epic from yeah. They, they got a lot of, uh, and you've seen New South Wales do well the last few years. So their defence, um, say New South Wales. I mean. Kept turning up off the, uh, you know, when they trapped the nine, nine twenty-two. So, yeah, you know, there's uh, the two sides went at it, and um, yeah, she's we we do okay up here at you know Suncourt Stadium. So, yeah, yeah, mate, you do. But uh, I've got to say, I was impressed with, um, and I was interviewed earlier in the piece, and I was I was surprised Harry Grant wasn't in the in the seventeen to start with. And last night, boy, wasn't there a bit of a changing of the guard in terms of in terms of, I mean, Cameron Smith's watching on, he's commentating, and he's watching this young kid just, just take it, by the way. He just really took it, didn't he, to another level. Yeah, he looks like um, your next-door neighbour's kid. Like he, he looks like he's about 14. Um, but um, <laughs> he did. He came on, and he just ripped in, and I haven't really seen much of him um, before. And he was impressive, and um, you just see these guys. It's their time, and, that, and you can see another 10 years of, of different guys coming through, and he'll be one of them. Well, I kept these. I kept my eye on him for a long time because uh, I've got a little bit of a, a story, not with him directly, but uh, he was he's in his debut game. He scored a try, and he became the only other Harry to have scored a try, apart from my former mentor and coach Harry Eden. And they mentioned that on on TV. And I remember thinking, oh, wow, like there's another Harry on debut and it hasn't happened since Harry Eden, who was a player in the 
the sort of uh, the seventies sort of, and uh, so I always kept my eye on him. And boy, did boy did have a great series. But look, Queensland did they did play well, mate. I got to give it to them. They they played especially when they with the weight of that underdog sort of. Uh, uh, weighing on them, I, I just uh, as a forward, I just think Thorny far out, mate. That's six again. I just think it kills you. It kills yeah. you. Come on, yeah. it's like there was a couple yeah. of couple of instances there where I go, you know, if if honestly, if refs would have played the game, they would understand that that you, you're handing them you, out too easy. You can't do that. You can't do that to to big forwards. Like oh, there's one there. I think there's one on. The try line. There was. With, uh, against New South Wales, and it was like fifth tackle or something, and he goes, go again. <laughs> I, just, I used to look around. Uh, I used oh. to look around. One of my things in a game was, um, you know, because you're, you're a bigger player as well, Steve, so you understand that. Yeah. Part of the game for us is one of the biggest parts is just getting exhausted because you're a bigger guy and, um, you know, you're working hard. And I always, when I was getting knackered around the 25-minute mark, I'd always try and find Webby, Shane Webkey, because he always looked worse than I. I I'd, I'd be blowing, so I'd look at him, and, and uh, he would cheer me up because he'd be, like, you know, sucking in the air. And, and my, I must be honest, when I looked across the ground at you, you were usually in the <laughs> no, same space. No, we're, all, we're all in pain. No, 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 mate. I was off the – I came off. I was a 25-minute <laughs> – when you said 25-minute, I said, yeah. I'm, if I get to 20, I'm off, mate. I'm Oh, mate, that's why. That's why I know you'd be the same. But Glenn Lazarus, you know, he played some 80, 80 minutes State of Origin, and you go, and he, and he was such a big man. Some of those guys are just you know, massive engines, don't they? Oh, massive engines, man! Now, mate, before we get into it, thanks for sharing a bit of your thoughts there, your uh, misguided thoughts about Queensland's wind. Um, we want to talk. <laughs> we just want some ten, uh, some ten top five quick fire questions, just to answer whatever comes to mind. What was your first concert? My first concert. Yep. Uh, Lay Miz, I think I went to. Lay Miz? That's a th- theatre. Mm. You mean a theatre play, sort of? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, oh you uh, mean a. Uh, rock concert. Uh, you, sing- yeah. Rock. I think I went to U2. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. That's a good one. Yeah. But it's a good one. I'm at Stadium, Brisbane. It's a good one, but it's a bad one, too, because it's like. It's the top of the tree, and it's it's all straight down. to it. It's all down. Straight to it. <laughs> everything, everything sucked after that. <laughs> and Lay Miz, oh my gosh, how good's that? What a story! What well, a powerful story Lay Miz was. One of my favourites. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I, enjoyed I, it. I thought Russell Crowe and Hugh Jackman did extremely did it justice for the te- for the yeah. for the film as well. I thought it was fantastic. What was oh, your- my epic epic story, mate. Yeah, and, epic uh, story. Yeah. Yep. What was your first job? First job, well, I was 12 years old. I was strawberry picking over the uh, school holidays and um, living our days wow. <laughs> in the sun. And you've got about 100 metres in front of you of strawberries you got to pick. And then the achievement is you get to the end and then you just turn around and come back 100 metres. <laughs> and then you look across the whole place and there's like 200 metres of road. Oh, <laughs> so, so yeah, that, uh, yeah, I don't know, we got $4, four dollars a, yeah, a box or something. Far out. Did yeah, you, did it was you... uh, good character building as oh. a 12-year-old. <laughs> Mate, 100%. I did not. That's that's an amazing first job, I've got to say. That's that's an amazing. Your, your kids no. will never be able to, they'll never be able to complain, mate, with work when you tell them that story. Yeah, well, uh, it was only school holidays, but I did enjoy the money when I got it. But yeah, yeah, I, you know the thing about it, um, didn't enjoy eating strawberries for about eight to ten years after it, Mate, and then I sort of come back. I can Just understand you. I can understand. Something like that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what was your most embarrassing moment? Um, probably when I first went to rugby, and they put me straight out there, and I had no idea. I played a trial game. First trial game of the year was back here at Queensland, and I had people moving me around in the lineout. And um, yeah, it, it, it was coming from league where I knew what I was doing, and then you know, you know, just trying to get around the park, um, not make a fool of myself. That was probably that was probably pretty embarrassing. Yeah, a bit of a baptism of fire. We'll talk a bit about that later. What was your favourite movie? Oh, I don't know, maybe. I feel like Die Hard movies. 
Really? You know, um, I used to like, what else? I used to, I'm a guy from the, I love the 80s and 90s. I loved Army, Army, you know, Terminator, probably Predator. I love Predator. Yeah, right. So, you know, bit of a 80s, 90s guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, classic hero, flexing, you know, the one-liners, the one-liners. You, you, you still got your jeans from the 80s, 90s, mate, so that all works. Well, that all makes sense best, It's the best era. It's the best era. I wish I could just stay there. Do you have a pet hate? Um, pet hate, uh, I've probably got a few. One would be... Um, you know, when you're driving uh, on a single-lane road yep. um, and then so you got someone they're just like doing 80 and 100 right, or something and then, you know, they'll have a passing lane, a uh, passing, you know, where it opens up the two, so you're in a country area. And, you know, they always seem to speed up. It drives me nuts. And then they speed up and then it goes back to a single lane and then they slow back down again. That drives me nuts. That's something that really uh, pushes some buttons on me. <clears throat> I understand yeah. that, yeah. And, and Queenslanders as well, they, they don't drive too well. So, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. Let's not, yeah, let's not, let's, let's. A person from history you'd love to have met? Oh. Person from history I'd love to have met? Because um, you know, I gave you all these questions a week ago just to get prepared. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're a busy man. Yeah. As, a, as a Christian, as a Christian, you know, there's, there's many people in the Bible I would like to admit, but um, um, you know, um, maybe someone, maybe Churchill, Winston Churchill, or something like that. Did you see uh, see any of the movies about him? Did you, did you like how they depicted him? I, I, I haven't seen the movie, and I'm sure they would have had that thing. I just I, I love that he stepped up when, you know, you know it's on the line there, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. 39, yep. and um, what was happening to the um, Jewish people, you know, what was going on there, and he just stepped up and went to war. And, you know, he just sort of led that country and, and the Allies yeah, you know, and um, yeah, they got a everything was at stake there. And then um, as soon as it was over, he was out again. So yeah, he's a powerful, powerful leader, powerful leader. Something you wish you were better at. And having known you, can I just throw dancing in there? <laughs> man, I can move, mate. I can move. <laughs> you struggle. With mate, the, you struggle with the two step. I'm going to be honest. When you sent this to me, my wife for cooking. Um, I would say singing, singing. So yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I like singing there, singing the anthem for a test match or um, yeah, a tune or whatever. But basically, me singing is just me talking, but louder. So and you've heard me. Obviously, you can hear my voice. It's gravelly and yeah. So yeah, yeah. Well, so I'll tell you. Yeah, thing. I love to. I love. I'd love to be able to belt out some uh, tunes, but. Yeah, I've just got to keep bad. it on the court. Got to keep it on the court. <laughs> I remember, I remember when Brad Mackay took me to church for the for the first time, and he he was singing so passionately. But I've never heard a worse voice. And it was at that moment that he's he brought me there to encourage me on my journey with God. And I actually was thinking to myself, how could God have allowed this voice? How could he even gifted a guy with this, this bad of a, I started to doubt faith. I started to have faith. I was supposed to I was supposed to be there thinking about faith. I'm thinking, there could be no God here. I'm just telling you, this is so bad. The way just, you know, it was, you it know was what, awful, man? mate. It was awful. Yeah, but that's yeah, but, but that, what I, I love that he just passed it out. He did. So, he did. He was passionate, yeah, mate. So, and that, that spoke to me a lot. And I'm 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 a little bit more thoughtful for others around me. So I just you know. I just uh, keep it low set on the down low and, um, you know, I'm singing on the inside. I'm batting it out on the inside. Now, what's the thing you did growing up that made your parents the most upset? <clears throat> you, my wife reminded me about, um, I don't know how upset they were, but when I was about five years old, I lived on a farm and I took on our ram. We had, a, we had sheep and we had a big black ram and uh, I, I took it, I headbutted it 
<laughs> and um, yeah, which is might explain a lot of things. But I actually got down on my hands and knees and charged it. And uh, this is like an aggressive. I don't know if you ever having to do a sheep, but like rams, if you touch their head, it's like concrete. Wow. And uh, oh, you wow. could have broken my neck. It could have broken my neck. Wow. Easy. You just, yeah. I can't believe you did. I cannot believe. I mean, it was great preparation for, but no wonder you, you're one of the best All Blacks of all time. <laughs> but I'm oh, just telling you, mate, I'm telling it's, you that. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not. There, there wasn't a lot of smarts going into that, right? And, and there wasn't a lot of smarts coming out of it either after <laughs> a thing. <laughs> what's, the but, biggest, um, what's the biggest thing you've been nervous about? Probably um, 2 11 World Cup final or World Cup, yeah, going to the final. That was the grand final, grand finals for yeah. me. And um, everything was on the line 24 years since we'd won it. Um, <clears throat> you know, that was my last test. Um, and yeah, it was it was just, uh, you know, front up and get the job done. You know what I mean? So yeah, on edge and. Um, and thankfully, <laughs> it came out the right way. And what's the lesson that's taken you the longest to learn? The lesson? Yep. I didn't see this in your, in your questions. Uh, <laughs> I sent them all to you. <laughs> lessons I to learn. I reckon, uh, <clears throat> um, okay, yeah, take sound advice from my wife. That's probably, that's probably um, <clears throat> you know. Yeah, that's good. So I, get bit, I get a bit headstrong, you know. I want to. I'm off doing this or that, but yeah, she's usually got some good advice for me. She has, mate. So, yeah. That lovely. I'm just gonna. Sorry. That lovely Maltese uh, warrior that she is. Yeah, yeah. She's got some yep. wisdom in her uh, in her years. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's. Um, they know. They know. They know. You know what I mean? They do know. You know. And I, I think that's a lesson for me too. They, they do know their intuition. Their understand. Like they're just. Yeah. You know, yeah, there might be something going on, you know, and a couple of months, you know, I'll be she'll, she'll know a couple of months before me, you know, you know, this situation or that situation. So, yeah, she's got the smarts, but um, you know, you know, you know so but yeah, I like to think, you know, I want to make my own decisions, but, <laughs> but uh, we we have a good chat. How, how do you do it with the uh... Yeah, you got four kids, four lovely kids, one daughter, three boys. Uh, they're all. Uh, how do how do you guys? What's your, how would you describe your parenting style? Do you, do you guys come to an agreement on on stuff, or do you get the final decision? Yeah. Or how does it all work? No, nah, we're just we're a team, and um, uh, you know, very tight with our kids. Obviously, love them very much, same as everyone else. Um, but yeah, we just. Uh, Obviously, you talk about things, and um, but yeah, you, you definitely want to be on the same page as parents with your kids, and um, uh, yeah, time time with them is important, isn't it? So yeah, there's four of them, and um, this you know, the, the oldest just turned seventeen uh, a few days ago, so they they're moving through, you know, into the young adults now. So yeah. And how, how do you like? How do you navigate those waters? I mean, I've only got a, I've got a twenty month year old, as you know, Presley, and this is all yep. ahead for me. But uh, you know, like there's so, there's there must be a real challenge, like trying to you know just stay, keep them encouraged, the balance of friendship versus father, and you got, yeah. any, you got any tips? You got any? Because when you go and you know you you keep the the lines of communication open, but. How does that yeah. practically work? How does that practically work? Do you pull them aside at the right time? You can't just be. You can't just be. Uh, oh, I just want to be friends because no. you know you um, you love them and uh, you are. Well, my dad was like a best friend for me, but he's still my dad. And um, sometimes I need a tune up. Sometimes I need a hug. You know, sometimes I need a wise word, or sometimes you just need to listen. Just listen to what they're going to say. So. Um, but it's just, you know, giving them time, being around them, being connected to them, um, what they're doing, what they're involved in. Um, you know, it's, it's just part of the... So, yeah, when you have four kids, um, you, you try and get that time with each of them. Well, plus you're working and you've got things going on. So, 
but I always say at my workplace, it's my number one job is my family. So it's just good to you know, for myself to remind me because um, sometimes you get caught up in stuff and you forget about what's most important, you know. Mm. So it's, so it's given me a, a, you know, a lovely family and, um, you know, my wife's my best mate. Um, got my kids there and, you know, right now, the, the, the three boys are born under the age of three, the three of them. Um, so wow. they're like uh, 17, um, 15 and 14. And you can imagine the testosterone in the house, you know, and, um, you know, they're starting to, they're starting to want, they want their own space, you know, it's just at different stages. But, yeah, probably two things at your stage, mate, that um, you get yeah, get used to being pretty tired. Yep, yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. um, and, uh, I'm the, amazed other thing, the, the other thing is it's, it's awesome. You know, it is awesome. It's, 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 it's the best thing and it's probably the hardest thing. And I went mainly early on the journey, but yeah, I've never been more exhausted in my life, but also yeah. more, more more appreciative and more, more joyful too because of of what they mm. of what they bring. But because you know, you 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 lost your dad at a, at a young age. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about that sort of journey and how you navigated through that with your mum and Yeah, it was <clears throat> Dad got a bit of, uh, I was 19, and Dad got some uh, angina in his um, arteries, whatever. You know, there's just some pressure around that. He had some um, uh, blockage or whatever there. And six months later, um, things seemed like they were fine. He had a little um, something done um, to help with that. But he actually um, died suddenly. He was riding his push bike. He got about three houses from home. So that was devastating. You know, a lot of pain there. Pain you don't really want to ever feel again. It sort of marks you. Mm. Um, and um, like I said, he was my best mate to me. I wasn't his. My mum was my dad's best mate, but to me he was. And um, it's me and my brother. And um, um, yeah, it was very tough So uh, for my mum. And um especially for a couple of years for her. And then, um, but uh, he, you know, he get on with uh, things. and um, But it's time to, it's, you know, I was watching a movie this year, 25 years later, and um, I think it's Ride Like a Girl. Have you oh, seen was, that movie? That was fantastic. Actually, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd love to interview her as well. Actually. Yeah. She's great. Yeah, Michelle yeah. Payne. There's, there's this part of it where uh, something about dad didn't make it or was it something where the dad, she thought something happened to her dad. And I actually, I actually, uh, 25 years later, I, I watched that. And um, for some reason, you know, it struck a chord and the next minute I'm, I'm actually crying away. You know, you know um, and in the movie, the father's fine, but she just misunderstood what she meant. But um, yes, yes. Yeah, it's just funny, yeah, yeah, you know, Time to time, it you know, but with dad, you know, 20 years, uh, I was 19, about 10, 20, pumped 20 years of goodness into us, and um, you know, um, man of faith with my mum, and uh, yeah, he's with the Lord now, and um, it's not, you know, so for, for me with my dad, um, you know, I, you know, I believe he's at peace, you know, um, with the Lord, from it's just for those left behind, you know. You, you, you miss him, and um, you know, I got my wife. I would have liked to meet for for them to know each other. I know they would have been just best buddies, and obviously my children. And um, you know, the journey of of your life. Um, my dad loved this uh, footy. He was he was a guy that said to me, you know, if you do some stuff in league, you know, would you consider? You know, would you think about going back and taking on the challenge of? Uh, to be an all black. Oh, mate, so, that, that 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 this is fascinating. This is fascinating. Thanks you firstly for sharing about about your dad and 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 that. Um, you know, there's a lot of people listening who you know have lost and you know, and it's. Um, I really appreciate your openness. But yeah, I remember I remember reading that and talked to you about that. That your dad had planted the seed in a way of what was to come. And here you, here you are, like at the top of your tree. Like you, honestly, mate, you. Broncos were just such an unstoppable force back in that back in that era where where you were. Mm. I, 
I just I was I was talking to Andrew Johns the other day about it, and I was thinking, you know, we were here. We are from Cronulla. Most of the people, most of the people that were in our team were Cronulla juniors, and and I'm just I'm looking yeah. at and we we're looking at the side. <laughs> Webb, <laughs> Tony Carroll, Lazo, yourself, Talis, um, Lockie, yeah. Walters brothers, Takiri, Sailor, like it just a renew. It's just like. Unbelievable sides. You're, you, you, yeah. You've won. You've won four grand finals, and then at the top of your game, you sort of said, "You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a leap of faith here and just, and just go to Union." Because of, now you, we're gonna need to tell our viewers if they, they don't know you. Were, you were actually born in New Zealand, yeah, and you had played a little, little bit of rugby before. Is that right? Under sixes and under eights. Under so six, watch, under, which is yeah, nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah. It's nothing at yeah. all. So it's nothing. Yeah. So, so what was the reactions from the from the from the club to you to lose you? What was? How were you feeling when you made that that decision? Um, yeah, I just I knew I wanted. I'd seen some guys. The thing that happened was my dad passed away. And, January '95, but '93 and '92, in that um, there was rumours about the rugby going professional. In the past, you couldn't go across; it was amateur and professional, so I couldn't have gone to rugby. But when I went professional, that opened that door, and that's what Dad was saying. You know, maybe you could go back and and do this thing. You know, and um, and, I, and I, yeah, it was it was there, and um, being born in New Zealand, raised there, you know. If you're born in New Zealand the last 100 odd years, 120 years, it's like a computer chip in your head. You want to be an all-black, you know? That's So, you know, league was the game where I came to Australia and there was this game league. I didn't really know it. And I played it and I loved it. Um, but it was sort of, uh, you know, and I saw Mel Meninga, the first guy I saw playing for South in Brisbane. And the start of Origin, Wally Lewis, you know, was the greatest and um, all this sort of stuff. New Ze- you know, rugby to me was New Zealand. That's where I came from. All my family played it. You got to remember, I had no relations in Australia. All, all my relations are back in New Zealand. Um, so yeah, it, mean, it means a lot to us. I wanted to go in my prime. I didn't want to go. I'd seen some guys uh, initially go at the end of their careers, but if I wanted to go and take on that challenge, I want to go at my peak in my prime. So. Um, I'd signed a three-year contract and um, would have been when I sort of met you um, in um, 1997 and it went through to 2000. And because I got to achieve some stuff at the Broncos and I got to play Origin in Australia, whatever, I got like a body of work done. It was just the timing I felt was um, right. And, uh, yeah, I took it on. Wayne Bennett was good around it. He... um, He... uh, I guess he'd, I've been there seven years. We all came through early. You you were the same, mate. You started young. And I was playing first grade at 19, so I've had about seven years by the age of 25. And um, I guess he saw, you know, I've done some stuff there. I hadn't just, you know, been one or two years and gone. You know, I'd done yeah, a, yeah. Had a, yep. had a, given something back to the club that brought me through. And then, and then yeah, he backed a, a guy that wanted to have a red hot crack. So... He was actually the guy that um, ended up sort of leading me towards going to the Crusaders. I was initially going to go back to where I came from, and the, uh, the Highlanders in Dunedin, um, which made sense for my family down there. But um, I met both those uh, coaches and uh, sort of the people around it, and the Crusaders really impressed me. And <clears throat> they, uh, I saw players had gone to their club. A guy, Ron Cribb, was a guy who came from Auckland, and that they came into their environment and thrived. And um, I thought that was a smarter place. I went there and um, I thought if I can make it there, um, then the next step is uh, there's, there's a good opportunity for that. So, yeah. You, you share a bit um, about your brother being instrumental mm. because, I mean, it was, yeah. it was, it was, the transition was difficult. I mean, I, I could not, totally different game, totally different game. Totally mm. different skill set. Um, one thing that sticks out to me is the way they get low and bend mm, your back. Yeah. And I, 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 just, I just imagine the challenge of that, you know, was something that yeah. that you really, yeah. you know, needed need to take time for. Tell us a bit about that. 
yeah, completely different. Um, everyone said, you know, rugby and league getting more similar. You know, my roles as a forward, you know, line out, you know, nothing like that in league. Kick off receipts, nothing like that in league. Um, you know, the scrummaging, power scrummaging, breakdowns, um, you know, mauling. The game, you know, the continuity of the game, it's uh, so different and, um, yeah, it was it was a challenge. Like I went there, and even a sixteen year old could have told me, no, was knew more about rugby than I did. So uh, it was humbling, and um, yeah, it was it was hard for me. You know, um, you know, I chipped away there, but uh, it wasn't like I got to play a couple of years of club rugby and then sort of come through. I was. Just, yeah, first first round I was playing for the Crusaders. It's sort of like throwing a baby in a swimming pool and saying swim, you know. And so yeah, it's such a baptism of fight. Such a yeah. thrown into it's really like I honestly, mate, it's like I mean what what could have been the other options? Maybe just putting you in the lower grades actually get some some game yeah. time and, and so forth. Mm. But they just said, nah, we get <laughs> we want this guy. <laughs> I don't mind it. I don't I mind if you think, look at my coaching with the Reds, just been thrown in there. Um, when I was a 19 year old with the Broncos, you know, I played seven games that first year, you know, thrown the deep end. And sometimes I don't mind that. You just, just you know, survive, find a way, find a you way. know, and, and, and it's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. And, um, and how, you know, how long was it, Thorny, um, before you actually got offered then? To be in the All Black squad. Well, late that year. That so year, yeah, yeah, I got, I got, right. yeah. So it was pretty. It was something I, was, I felt pretty, um, I guess, proud of or whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, I went there. I wasn't enjoying the rugby, and um, I wasn't instinctive. I was trying to learn how to play it, but I was on the you know the international stage of Super Rugby, you know, or, um, and. Yeah, you know, I get to a breakdown and um, I'll be thinking, oh, this is what I have to do, this and this. But it's already moved on. You, you know, when you play league, you know, you instinctively know what you're doing. Yes. So yes. It's, it's top level footy. You've got the best. These guys have been playing since they're six years old. So, um, you know, it was tough because I left the Broncos and we won, like you said, three grand finals in four years there, 97, 98, 2000. I was at the peak of my powers. And, um yeah, you, know, you go on a field and you feel confident, dominant, whatever. And now I'm um, trying not to embarrass myself. You know, I'm standing upright at breakdowns. Height's a big part of rugby. You know, I'm not. Uh, and the look you get from the other players, they don't trust you. You know, um, that, <laughs> that that hurts. That you know, I know it's because yeah, yeah. no, I'm uh, I'm massive on camaraderie. I'm massive on uh, you know. Um, my thing at the Broncos was if Wayne was watching the game. There's 13 of us on the park. He only has to worry about 12, you know, because I'm going to give him what I'm going to give him plus more, you know. So just worry about the other 12. So if you have that mindset, but you're out there letting our guys down, um, you know, it was it was humbling, you know. And at the times at 5 a.m. in the morning, I didn't want to go to training. I'm lying there in my bed, you know. I lived in a single bedroom flat. I was away from my uh, girlfriend, who's become my wife. Um, you know, of 18 years now. Um, you know, so I was missing her and um, talk about my brother. Um, I came home for a couple of weeks after Super Rugby and I wasn't enjoying it. I had people saying, come back to league. And um, I remember my brother saying, had a chat to me. I appreciate it. And he just said, look, if you're going to be there, um, I'd taken a pay cut from 400, I think, Australian down to 120 in New Zealand or something. <laughs> so, um, there's a lot of stuff, you know. Uh, I remember saying, you know, if you're going to have get paid less, you're going to be away from your lady, you're going to, um, you know, live in your, you know, be a bit lonely or whatever over there, um, you know, fair enough. But, you know, give it a red hot crack, you know. You know, um, get your mindset right. And at the end of the year, uh, if this isn't a game for you, if this isn't, um, you know, you can always go back and play some league or whatever, but don't walk away not having given it your best effort. 
ball that it is, um, give it, get, you know, give it your all, and um, and that was good for me, you know. And I, I heard what he said. Um, I went back and I, re- you know, and I attacked it, and um, I played some club rugby. People would have thought I was just a uh, look hopeless, but I just persevered and. I played a competition called the NPC for Canterbury, which is a sort of nationwide comp um, in the latter part of the year. And um, yeah, I slowly the game started to become instinctive, more instinctive. And then I could uh, the things I was good at, my running, my tackling, and but then I started to pick up the rugby parts of the game and started to thrive, you know, and thrive. Like, um, and and to get picked for the ABs, like I said, uh, I felt it was a real sense of achievement. Did you? But did you take that offer did, when the All Blacks? Did you actually join that squad? No, I stepped down from you, that. You stepped um, down. Yeah, I remember. <coughs> I remember. I don't know if it's right. Correct me if I'm wrong, but something about you. You know, you thought maybe you hadn't earned the right yet, or something. And I was just like, what was? What, yeah. was, the, what was the reasoning sort of there? Which is huge. It's, it's a huge a, thing. Far out. It was. It was me as a young man. <coughs> yeah. Um, Amongst all this, back in 1998, <clears throat> sorry about my voice, um, um, I had become a Christian, so I had a big life change. And um, you know, from the early years of my Broncos um, towards about 23, you know, I was you know, pretty, I guess, loose unit, like a lot of guys were, you know. And um, you know, I got to a space where um, I had all the stuff and... and uh, I wasn't feeling fulfillment or you know, purpose. I felt some emptiness, and um, um, yeah, yeah, it was frustrating because I thought, you know, as a kid, I wanted to be a professional football player, mm. um, and um, I wanted to, you know, play for Australia, get lots of money, you know, have people, you know, you know, know who you are, all this sort of stuff. And I had everything I wanted: money, house, all that sort of stuff, and. Yeah, I was uh, got to a place of um, was like far out. You know, why am I not happy? And um, the more I stuff I had, I just wanted more stuff. You know, it was sort of constant. Um, so yeah, that's when I, um, uh, as you, as you know, because you're the guy who inspired me. <laughs> well, look, we we did we did have a few chats. Uh, we roomed together in. Uh... One of the tours, and uh, I think even even my brother Paul and I, we, we took it to a sort of a, <laughs> I was I don't know what it was. It was, was it a Christian event sort of type thing? Um, I'm not sure. It, but I mean, you, you had a, you had a big impact on me, mate. <clears throat> but um, sorry, my voice a bit croaky from uh, from from chairing on the Queenslanders last night. But <laughs> but yeah, I went to church and that in New Zealand, and uh, I love uh, Jesus. I love. Um, God, uh, and what? What? Well, what, what, going what to church. You made a commitment. You made so you make this commitment because your brother had made. Your brother was. I remember you telling me that your brother was at one stage um, like a missionary sm- smuggling Bibles into China. Is that right? He went over with a group. Yeah, that's what I was saying. We came to Australia, and we stopped going to church. And then Mum and Dad, in my, later in my teen years, as the neighbours went back, and then my brother had a mate at uh, school, and he. Yeah, and he ended up committing his life. Yeah, he did. Six foot eight man in China. Flying <laughs> <laughs> under the radar. Six foot eight he was. And uh, he is. And uh, he went over there. And because, um, as you know, they, back in the 90s and that, they were really cracking down on that stuff. I think they still do. Oh, it's, day, it's worse. Sure. Oh, yeah, it's worse now. It's worse. So, yeah, can you imagine if the idea he kind of, you know, six foot eight white Aussie guy? Um, you know, it's not like he um, he, he stood out a bit. So, <laughs> but um, but, that but then it was me. That yeah. was me. Yeah, and I come along and um, we went on that tour. And uh, you really stood out, mate. Um, just the way you carried yourself, and uh, and um, yeah, that was uh, you know, we had a few chats and um, yeah, it was. No, no, this is very kind words you made. It's kind of you to say. I, 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 I do. I, I remember when we we were speaking, and you you were very soft towards towards um, these type of things. And probably there's a lot of people listening that maybe 
don't understand that sort of change because um, a lot of people think who I've talked to faith with over the years about faith and they, they sort of say, oh, no, mate, I like I like my drinking too much, I love this too much, I love this too much and, you know, I don't want to sort of give all that up, which is which is I, I understand that sort of point of view but I, I, one thing I don't think they understand is that actually it's not, it's not so much saying God never says to you get you got to give up this you got to give up he's kind of like he fills your life with with him which is so powerful yeah. which is so powerful that you start making different choices and those choices can be they're still hard choices sometimes you know what I mean don't don't get yeah. me wrong but yeah. it's different it's like you there's there's a source now within you of joy and of of peace yeah. that you never had before so it's very that, different that was good. Yeah, that was a big thing probably. Um, the big thing for me was it wasn't so much, oh, I still want to do this and that. It was um, I didn't want to be a hypocrite. I didn't want to say, oh, you know, I'm a Christian, but I'm a loose unit and all this sort of stuff. And I, I said to you, you know, when I change, you know, maybe when I'm an old man or something, and, you know, you see the elderly, they always seem nice and friendly. And, you know, when I'm a nice old person one day, maybe, yeah, yeah I'll be a Christian then. But, you know, I'm a loose unit. I don't want to. Um, you know, um, be living a certain way and saying I'm a Christian. And, and the thing that was the, probably a game breaker for me was um, you said Jesus needs to change you. Brad, you know, it's not about you changing, it's the Lord. As you just said. Um, yeah, you make um, the cho- You just make the choice and then God hmm. makes the change. You know, you yeah. say, yeah, God, I'll... I'll I want I want you, yeah. and then he he begins to go to work in your life, which is yeah. which is really yeah. quite transforming, you know. Yeah, the big thing um, as well is you know, um, you know, bringing my stuff to him as well. Like Christ died on the cross for our sins, and, um, so you know, um, a couple of months later when I went back to Australia, you know, I sort of I was actually getting even more loose, and uh, <laughs> one day and said, right, that's it. And uh, I said a prayer, and um, you know, and I, I actually remember saying, "Jesus, if you're there, I don't know if you're there or not, but if you're there, I'm sorry for the stuff I've done. Um, some stuff really bad, some stuff not so bad. But I'm sorry for what I've done, and um, you know, please forgive me for my, you know, for the, the things I've done, you know, uh, the, the sins I've done, whatever. And um, and um, please, you know, come into my life." And, uh, Submit this life to you, you know, um, help me to come in the middle of this life. And here's the keys, um, you know, because I, I can't, I'm not changing, I can't change. I need you to, um, to work in my life. And um, so, yeah, that was that's that was in my house. Uh, you know, I said a prayer and then going forward from there, um, yeah, things change, as you said, uh, inside me, you know, and probably the biggest, the quickest way of talking about it would be, for me, it was always about me first, massively. Um, It was all about me, and then others were way down the picking order and then didn't think much about God. And at that time, from the inside, I started to think a lot more about uh, God and what, you know, how to live this life. Um, I started to think a lot more about people. It was really cool, um, and then and then myself. So that really turned around. That's probably the quickest way of saying the, the sort of change in my life. And so, who yeah. who were you playing with at, at that stage? Were you, you at the Broncos? The, at the Broncos, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. I remember you. Remember we talked. And you, you used to say Alfie used to give it to and Langer, who, who you also say Kumba, was the, the used best. to sing Kumbaya, Kumbaya. <laughs> Get the yeah. whole team singing. Now, in fairness yeah. to Alfie, you said he was the best player you ever played um, in both codes, um, mm-hmm. which he is, and he should be an immortal. It's an absolute fast that he's not. But on this on this level, he would be heckling you. <laughs> I mean, you're, oh, there's a, there's you're bigger than him. There's a bit, few, few people, and <clears throat> that was good because at the time it's not, you know, it's, it's just a way of, um, I guess... You know, there's a lot of banter, you know, with the guys back then. You know, there's banter everywhere. Yeah. And that was a, a way of connecting around that. You know, probably 
but you know, some of them may not be that comfortable talking about religion or, or whatever. But um, you know, it was good for me because um, yeah, you know, I didn't like prefer. I just like being part of the bandwagon. You know, I like just you know doing my thing. You accepted with the guys and and whatever. But um, getting a bit of a chip and a bit of banter, um, you know, it made me have to make a decision. Yeah, am I going to follow uh, Jesus? Am I going to? Is this going to? Um, has God in my life? Am I going to honour Him in my life, or am I going to? Um, you know, I'll just you know finish with this, and yeah, you know, I don't want to cop any uh, heat around it, and, and get on with um, just get on with you know same as everyone else and uh, yeah and then, yeah for me the Lord I thought he'd moved in my life and um, I felt you know I said I felt some emptiness and some uh, I, you know lack of purpose why I had purpose and self-fulfillment and uh, I, you know every day's <coughs> uh, challenge battling away but you know I feel um, you know the, the Lord since that time in my life and um, and he's my cornerstone, and uh, and everything I have um, from my playing and my, you know my family, my coach, and whatever has been built on 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 the Lord, and uh, and you know it's uh, you know that peace and that fulfillment, uh, that purpose, and you know that love that you have with the Lord um, has been uh, is. A complete turnaround or change from before that. So yeah, mate. Thank you. Thanks so much for sharing all that. And you know, I, you know, I hope people that are listening, um, you know, it's something that we're, we're both really passionate about, and everyone's on their own journey and and trying to find peace. They're trying to find uh, direction and trying to find satisfaction. And and and, and, I, and I'd say, like you said, like you you think there are things that, that this world will offer. Maybe even even in a good job or in a partner or in kids, and mm. you kind of think that's gonna that's gonna hit the spot and satisfy you. But I, I just you know thank you for sharing about how it really didn't, and um, and that there's more there's more to a person's heart than those things. There's, there's, there's like this God shaped sort of hole that until He is there and present in the midst of it, you know there is there man will be restless. I really feel I, the, the restlessness that I felt. Um, mm. and, and, and I made a decision at an earlier age at 21 and I just I just knew that there was there was that you know I was created for something more. I just had a feeling that there, there was more I was going to church every week funny enough I was ticking, mm. ticking the box of church every week and I was a I would say I was a believer you know I was mm. doing, doing stuff for for, um, for charities for um, for kids you know who were homeless and you know I was you know, in a, in a sense, there was a goodness a, about me, but really, when I, when I really began to really see how what God did for me and whether He was really part of my life, I, it was like He's not really He's not really there. I go to I go to church and I tick, and I tick the box, but it's like, and that that must be, you know, a lot of people's experiences that yeah, we go to church. I actually believe in God, but actually, there's a next step in terms of actually making that commitment. Like you did, so thanks, thanks for sharing on that and for um, encouraging anyone listening that you know God's there for them and and they can at any time. It doesn't matter what you've done, you know, because you always hear people go, "Oh, mate, if I walked into a church, you know, it'll burn down." And it's like, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. It, it's such a crock. Honestly, it's such a crock because we've all we've all got stuff. We've all got stuff. If you you know, if you look at the thief on the cross, and you know. In Roman crucifixion, you know, you only get crucified if you were a murderer. So he, he was—he was a murderer, and that, I guess that's what made Jesus so unique—that he, you know, wasn't crucified for for what he did, but for who he said he was. And so that's why it was so rare for him to be to be crucified. But if you remember that guy, all he all he said was, you know, we we des- we deserve this because the other thief next to Jesus was mocking him and. And 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 the guy says, "Don't you fear God?" He said, "You know we deserve this, but this guy he's an innocent man." And um, and then he and then he said, "Jesus, you know, remember me." That's all he said. Yeah. Remember me. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus said, "Oh, 
you'll be with me in paradise today. You, you, and so this whole thing about and now this guy was a put. Let's let's really think about. It. He's a murderer. Okay, so he's killed someone. Yeah. And yet all he and he all he did was recognize that he was a sinful man, and that Jesus was who he says he was. So, you know, I don't buy that. Oh, if I walked into a church, you know, oh, yeah. you know I mean, it, it is a bit of a lie to be honest. It's it's a bit of a that people need to push through because there's just got, people people in the church that just people in there who are exactly the same. Um, but you know, they have um, submitted their life, you know, to the Lord. And um, like I said, didn't mean like uh, I was just smelling roses every day. After that, you know, it's been um, all these challenges every day, you know, battling away. Oh, mate, well, people, um, because people wrongly assume as well that, you know, it's a crutch. Often I hear Christianity, it's a crutch. You know, you need God to lean on. But to be honest hmm. with you, like, yes, we do, but living a Christian life is not is not a uh, it's not it's not as simple as <laughs> it's not as simple. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know what I mean. I mean, if you really, and if you look at the life of Christ, you know, he was he was being taunted. He was being, you know, he's he's on his way to being crucified, beaten beyond recognition. And yet, imagine the mental toughness, not to yeah. imagine the mental toughness to bless your enemy during that stage. Yeah. To say, God, mm. forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Imagine that. So don't, you, yeah. you can't give me that Christianity's for the weak or for the, mate, if anything, you know, if there's anyone listening and they think that, you go, well, how, can you forgive your enemy and actually bless them, which is what God says, mm. bless, bless your enemy. It's like, yeah. no thanks. <laughs> it's hard enough to do <laughs> when you have faith. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, not, but, an easier, it's not an easier path, but gee, it's a rewarding one. Yeah, yeah, and you know, in the Bible it says God made us to to know Him, to have a relationship with Him. So that's all it is. But, you know, and but sin has been dealt with. Christ, Jesus, you know, um, you know, took away our sin, paid for our sin, and um, you know, there's that uh, peace with the Lord, and um, and it's just that relationship. And for me, I feel like before I. Like I said, I felt an emptiness, uh, you know, lack of fulfillment. And, um, you know, but, you know, I believe we're created to have a relationship with the Lord, you know, and it fills you. Um, doesn't mean life's all rosy and, you know, easy and blah, 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 but it's, you know, it's a you know, relationship and, and, and you're going through day by day throughout your life and uh, you're trusting. And you know, he has a purpose for us and, um, and he loves us. And, um, and you know, um, yeah, it's a real strength. It's yeah, big strength for me anyway. Mate, Thorny, thank you so much. Now, before you go, now you mentioned challenges and and so forth of living out your faith. But if as as if you needed a greater challenge, you went into rugby union as coach of the Reds, which were in dire straits. <coughs> to be honest with you, rugby was in dire straits. I, I think. Yeah. I'm very grateful that Stan have thrown them a lifeline and you're going to yeah. be able to view it now, which is fantastic. Um, it's but important. It's so important. It's so important because I couldn't watch any of it. Of, you know, it was hard to hard to follow what was happening. But, yeah. but you've you've had a real turnaround. Um, you know, you got you got them to the big game, the big dance, and you know, almost got there. So, you know, what have you learned on this experience as, as a coach and? You know what's what's next year looking like? Yeah, hopefully, um, you know, onward and upwards. You know, just key will be to stay humble. We haven't done, done anything yet. You know, so we're on our, our journey, plan that you know the long game. But yeah, I came in three years ago with no um, head coaching experience. You know, I was playing five years ago, so just got experience from being a player and being um, good sides and you know. Clubs where they're doing well, clubs where they're not doing so well. Uh, yeah, took on the challenge of doing this job and uh, very passionate, you know, Queenslander and um, about rugby. And uh, and for me, it's the people, you know, just impacting on these young men. Um, I say that to the players, you know, I'm interested in you as men first. Yeah, you're here because you're talented, that's a given. You're gonna, you've got talent. But it's um, 
character, people first, and and um, yeah, the, the, there's been some um, really good improvement. And uh, but like I said, um, there's a lot of work to be done, and uh, um, that's all starting up again soon with the preseason. So uh, um, yeah, it's interesting, interesting old, uh, interesting. Uh, job the coaching from the playing you're playing you're out there and you're, you're in the action um, in the coach's box you know you, you go once they go out there you just got to put your seatbelt on and uh, you know the emotions are all over the shop and um, yeah but you see probably the thing you know you get a real reward in seeing guys grow um, with their, their footy obviously and, and also it's you know, you see these young guys develop, and uh, um, yeah, it's it's there's a real reward in that. Mate, you made some you've made some big changes. Um, you know, I remember I remember when uh, Wayne Bennett dropped Lazo, and mm. I couldn't believe it. And I was like, the best front row I've probably ever to play a game <laughs> with Artie yeah. Be- with Artie Beaton. And uh, and and I know you, without mentioning names, you also you had some big names and you and you dropped them um how, how tough was that yeah no it's not much fun unless you be a coach to be to win a popularity contest you know That's right. fans have their guys they love and whatever but the club <coughs> sorry club had been um, um my voice is a little bit rough here sorry <coughs> that's all good the club had, the club had been um battling away for about five years, winning three games a year, four games a year. So, yeah, they have that, that saying, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, you know, and hoping for, expecting a different result. So, you know, we need to make some change there. So, yeah, some tough decisions. and um, But that's what had to be done. If you didn't want to get stuff done, then that'd be the head coach. That's the way I saw it. So, I uh, did that and um, and then just bringing these young guys through. I brought through a whole young talent. Queensland's always supplied good league and rugby. We're good at, you know, athletic talent. And um, uh, so, yeah, brought, I've been coaching the 20s and a competition in the NRC and some good talent there. And I, I brought it through. And now it's three years in, and those 19 year olds are now 21, 22, 23 year olds. And, um, yeah, they got. 30, 40 games under the belt now, and uh, um, you're seeing some real progress with them. You know, really proud. We had 11 Wallabies um, in the squad. They've all played at um, different times in the tests. You know, in years gone by, we'd have, you know, maybe four players. So it's some really good signs. And um, like I said, there's some real rewarding stuff. You got the footy stuff, the winning and the losing and that, but best stuff is just seeing them develop in their character really mate that's so great mate I, you know I, I I can only um, you know having a coach that well firstly he's got the skills the knowledge but to have that father type attitude towards towards his team and just you know to see their personal growth as a real priority mate that's uh, you're you know the Reds are in good hands for years to come mate and uh, I just want to say Thorny before we we sign off. Thank you so so much for your time. Um, I no got, worries. I got the time wrong because I, I forgot about uh, daylight saving, <laughs> and I caught, you, right. I caught you off guard. But uh, you're always accommodating, <laughs> mate. You, you you're just a guy that I can um, call any time and get some sound advice off. And I've even stayed in, in your house a number of times. And uh, and you, you, your family, yep. mate. Your family just speaks so loudly of 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 what God has done in you and. You know, you chose a, a beautiful, a beautiful wife, and um, and mate, I just want to thank you for your friendship and and for joining us on the Spirit of Sport because you know it's just, just been amazing to to hear your story. No, mate, I appreciate your time, too, Steve-O, and um, it's a long friendship now, isn't it? When you think about it, uh, since the it, it the nineties and but the first time we ever, can I just say the first time we actually ever ever spoke was because mate we. Everyone, we always spoke about trying to get you down, and um, like to be honest with you, Webby was awesome, massive player. But I always had didn't have that much 
of an issue getting him down, but with yourself, just you didn't, Wanky know, where, didn't, yes, didn't know where to hit you. Didn't know to, I remember I came out the line and I, I threw everything at you, and you and you dropped the ball, and um, from a yeah, I've never. And, and you said to me, you said to me, good hit. And I remember, going, oh my gosh, he said, it was, oh, I was that lifted <laughs> because, because he spoke to me and he said, good hit. And I was like, Brad Thorne thinks he's a good hit because I had that much respect for you, mate. So, and I still do. Yeah, and it's, and went it's both ways, mate. Thanks, mate. Thank you so much. And, uh, and uh, hey, guys, if you're listening and you want us to interview anyone else, I hope you've enjoyed this interview and uh, the transparency and the openness and the, and the honesty of, of Brad sharing his heart. Just uh, send us a message and we'll try and accommodate that. And also for our listeners, um, the Spirit of Sport can be heard Sunday mornings as well. There's a recap from 5.30 to 7am. And of course, we're 9pm to midnight. But you can also hear it on 2CH at 9pm. And also there's the 1170 SEN app. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.